0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Shelvin, tries a tough pass to Lyles, kicks to the right corner, Hayward for three, kapow! Gordon Hayward! You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Locked On Jazz for the 9th of August. Tennis, anyone? What could possibly go wrong, plus all sorts of other news and notes out of the Olympics? It's coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. It is the 9th of August. We've got a lot of fun things coming up for you on Locked On Jazz for the next month or so. Let me give you the schedule. There's not a lot of news going on. So I'm going to hang out with you today. And then Thursday, Ron Boone's going to join the show. Th- Tuesday of next week, uh, there'll be a Jazz History with Kirk Cragthorpe, maybe a little bit with Steve Loom. Uh, next Thursday will be an interview with Spencer Nelson. Next Tuesday will be Jazz History with Frank Layden, that was recorded last year. Uh, Matt Harp, excuse me, uh, Tony Jones will join us on the 25th of uh to talk a little NBA. So uh and then uh we may throw out one more taped interview for you. Uh those are all going to be pre done because I'm actually going to disappear for a little while but wanted to keep you uh in the loop of what's going on. And then the guys come into town, frankly. The uh, right after Labor Day all the players are in town. Uh so we'll have that uh we'll kind of come in the schedule Sounds like it's gonna come out any day now. Uh, there's, you know, little news reports everywhere, uh, that have the Cavaliers and Warriors playing on Christmas, that uh, Durant returns February 11th to go play in Oklahoma City. Um, so it sounds like we'll get our schedule soon. Uh, I'd be curious to see how the league reacted to us, whether or not, uh, we ended up with any more national TV games or not. Um, I'm not sure that, um, you know, I would rather hear Bowler. I always think that's interesting. Like everybody wants the national TV game. You do get a lot of conversation about your team, but it also means that the announcers that know your team are no longer calling the game. I mean, you could end up with John Barry, of course, uh, or you could end up with Brent Barry, and then it's a good day, right? So uh, that's that's really uh, part of it. All right, let's get to our pins across the world and all that. Uh, by the way, lots of good stuff going on on Locked On. Uh, Podcast Network. Locked on NBA today. Uh, Terry Stotts and I chatted yesterday. That conversation is available for you. Uh, He's the head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. I thought we had a really fun kind of basketball conversation and talked some about the Blazers, but just tried to big picture it. Uh, There's a ton of content. We are up to the network has grown. Uh, Do I have it up here? What is my official number? Uh, The network now has 17 NFL shows and 25 NBA shows. Uh, For you. Locked on Broncos is hopefully really close. Uh, We're just trying to dot some I's, cross some T's, do some of that kind of stuff, um, and get that done. I know there were some people that um, are wondering when that's coming. That's probably the one uh, that's most prominent to everyone who listens to Locked on Jazz. Locked on Niners, which is probably your second most, is going to be hosted by John Lund, former afternoon drive, or former talk show host in, in Utah. So if you remember... Uh, that name. There are a bunch of uh, really good episodes out there. Um, and maybe the most interesting was the uh, one done by Locked on Rockets this week, refuting something that the uh, scout said. There is a new fantasy football show. If you're going to play fantasy football, get Vinnie Iyer's Locked on Fantasy Football. All right, enough of that. Let's get to our pins across the world and do the things that we do uh, every day. Glad to have you. Thank you so much for your support of this show. Just fabulous. Just fabulous. Uh uh, our topics today: we'll talk about what could go wrong and a few other things um, along the way. So uh, we'll talk about uh, you know some some aspects there, but let's let's get to our pins across. The world. You can email me at dlock09 at gmail.com if you'd like to get these. Todd Kerr comes in from Caldwell, Idaho. I'm one of the youngest jazz members. The shot by Stockton, but not the one you're thinking of. The shot I'm talking about was the early 90s regular season game versus Michael Jordan and the Bulls. I was 11. To- Old, living in Colorado Springs when all my friends were Nuggets fans. The Nuggets were exciting backcourt of Fat Lever and Michael Adams. My parents said I could stay at my friend's Austin house until the Jazz versus Bulls game that was on WGN was over. For some reason, we used to get a lot of Bulls games on cable. You did, actually. I mean, talk about how the world's changed. It was an epic battle. Ended up in double overtime. I kept having to call home to check in so I wouldn't get in trouble. What a good kid you were, Todd. Jordan made a shot. You thought the game was over, and then Stockton, with just a couple seconds left, hit the game-winning three. I thought it was a running layup. Hmm. I yeah, have that hot rod call somewhere. I think it was a ten after ten points, uh, ten p.m. When I finally walked home, thought it was so cool. that The game went to double overtime, which I'd never seen before, enabling me to hang out late on the school night uh, with my best friend. By the way, for Stockton, it's hard to remember which great shot, so I could be wrong. The team I was rooting for because I was born in Payson, Utah, won despite being the underdog and having a ragtag team. It was an indelible impression on me that an unimposing-looking sh- short, white point guard could take down the bigger-than-life athletic NBA poster child. I was always a John Stockton fan after that, and I was always John Stockton in my head whenever I played, even though I didn't like to pass that much. <laughs> I was hooked on the Jazz fan. A year later, my father got transferred to with HP to Sacramento. The Kings were a good team in that period, one that almost beat the Lakers to make the finals, but the games that I went to at Arco were the ones where the Jazz, so I could see Stockton Malone in person. It stuck with me, the Jazz through the thick and the thin, and with see them can't wait to see them in the playoffs again Uh, I will really feel like finally turn the corner I appreciate that you're not a non-tanking organization and a high character players and young talent we can reach thanks for doing tip off and uh, please don't ever let it go get so commercial that it doesn't feel like I'm just hanging out with you having a cup of coffee while talking basketball feeling Uh, that's what got me listening Um, I will try not to do that last piece that's a concern Um, but I agree We'll see. Try to make sure. We'll just add some commercials while still hanging out together. How's that? In fact, I'm going to have a sip of coffee right now. Is that all right? Can I do that? Is that a fair trade there somewhere, Todd? Thank you. Um, all right. Let's, uh, roll to our, so if I'm just terrible enough, it'll sound relaxed. Uh, let's, I, I've been talking with everyone, um, you know, a lot of people about the team and the And so I've been trying to figure out, like, okay, so where's the scenario where things go, Wrong. Um, obviously, the number one is the that we have injuries. Okay, so like that's that certainly would be number one. We we have just a buttload of injuries and things go wrong in that regard. Uh, number two um, would be that the locker room deteriorates, that the everyone's without. I've talked about this a little bit that without. Uh, really anybody doing anything wrong, enough guys have their own little agendas that we find out that some of our guys actually, uh, the burden of winning, of giving up parts of themselves to be able to win, uh, actually is is too much for some of our guys. Um, you know, we don't know that yet, right? We really haven't asked Rodney and Derek and Rudy and Gordon and Dante uh, and Alec to subjugate, subjug- gate that's not the right word to lessen their role for the well-being of the team we've never asked that out of them at all and so that that's a scenario where something could certainly go wrong is um that favors is worried about giving his money and rudy doesn't get his extension and he's he's a little grumpy grumpy and um so that could go wrong uh so those are two scenarios. Then on the court scenarios that could go wrong, I I actually can't see anything going... I kind of went position by position. I can't see anything going wrong at point guard. Like George Hill's just George Hill. Dante, even if Dante's not ready, then Shelvin Mack and Howell and Neto are fine. So I, I don't see a lot going wrong there. Joe Johnson has only missed seven games since 2013-14, uh, if he got injured and then we're back to Alec Burks and Joe Ingles, then we don't have that same depth. We don't have that same versatility. So that was a scenario. But that that would that would really mean he's just worn down. Uh, there and and the, if he were just to be done, the drop would be pretty significant from where he was last year. He he was pretty good. So that seems somewhat unlikely. Uh, Alec Burks. Just still never makes his teammates better. Okay, well then Joe Ingles plays. So that that seems, uh, I I'm having a hard time in that scenario. Um, you know, again, big injury to any. If Gordon or Rodney goes down, it's not good. If the next tier goes down, there seems to be another answer. Rudy's development stalls. Seems unlikely. If Rudy were just to be the player he's been the last two years and possibly not any better, still pretty terrific. Still really, really terrific. And doesn't catch better, doesn't have a better base. But those things, again, I think are incredibly unlikely because part of the base issue last year was the knee. So late game rebounding is going to be a big thing, but I think he'll be healthier. And should be better at it uh Derek never develops the outside shot and, and the shot is the post all-star game shot rather than the pre-back injury all-star game shot all right that would be that actually would be a little tough because then now all of a sudden some of our great defensive play disappears uh, because it's so hard for us to score offensively we're going small so often that we're not as good and as elite defensively See, I think, as we've talked about, due to PAC, that we're about a 44-45 win team. Um, And then, uh if we can be really good defensively, we can get to 50. That our offense is just going to get us a little above 500. That's who we are. And then the next process here is going to be whether or not we're elite defensively. So if Favor's offensive game or Rudy's offensive game don't improve, forcing us to go with Trey Lyles a lot of, a lot of the game, then there's a chance that we're not as elite defensively. And so then we don't quite have that characteristic. But other than that, I I don't have a lot of, I walked through this. I don't, I was trying to think if there's anything I'm worried about with Quinn. There is not. Uh, late game stuff is we've talked about all summer long was actually because we trailed all the time. You know, we're going to fix our late game stuff by being better in the first 43 minutes. That's what's going to solve that uh, more than anything else. So I don't... I've been trying to run through this. You know, like, what goes wrong? What is our bell curve as a team? And I... The only thing I would say that I could see going wrong is that somehow the and I feel like we've proven that this combo works, but that the Gobert-Favors combination just does, with better players gets exposed to not have enough floor spacing, and it forces us to play a lot of small ball uh, and, or Lyles, who's not as good defensively, and we lose our defensive prowess. That's, that's the best that I've really been able to come up with. Rodney's going to get better. Rudy is going to get better. But maybe that combination. Um, and injuries, I mean, obviously, but we're better equipped for them. And I think it's interesting when I looked at Joe. Well, maybe Joe, Joe Johnson doesn't miss games. Knock on wood. So I've got to tell you, uh, when I try to find out what's going to go wrong this year, I have not found, I'm not coming up with a lot of scenarios where I look to myself and say, all right, well, we've got to avoid this. That's pretty exciting. Really exciting. By the way, Jazz season tickets are available for the upcoming season. Uh, And you get a free trip to Mexico. Now, you have to take care of the airfare. I want to make sure you know that. But upper bowl tickets start at $6 and lower bowl tickets start at $42 per game. And if you buy season tickets, you get an eight-day, seven-night stay in Mexico Uh, and as a season ticket, or you get exclusive events. Visit utahjazz.com or call 355-DUNK. Tell them you heard it on Locked on Jazz. It just makes them like me more. Uh, just call them anyway and pretend you're going to buy season tickets. No, I'm just kidding, and don't waste their time. Uh, but also, there are half-and-quarter season ticket plans uh, provided uh, affordable and flexible way to experience the Jazz. So 22 games and 11 games. Uh, you can call 355-DUNK. Today to learn more about that, you, I mean, you're gonna the way you get your Warriors ticket is you go get your season tickets. Are the Warriors coming once? Or are they coming twice this year? We don't know. They've come twice almost every year for a while. I think there's a good chance we're only going to get one Warrior game this year. If you kind of run back through the years, we've and then and then that's going to be a madhouse. Get your season tickets so that you make sure you got those games. Uh, before the schedule comes out, before everybody else jumps to them, today would be a good day to do that. 355 five, dunk, that's 355 five, dunk. By the way, this is the spot where your ad would go if you wanted to advertise on Locked on Jazz. Uh, the, Audience is 98% male and 84% men between the ages of 18 and 44. So if your company wants men between the ages of 18 and 44, that right there is your advertising spot. Give me a call, uh, give me an email at dlock 9 at gmail.com. dlock 9 at gmail.com. By the way, we are over 60% sold. Um, actually 70% sold uh, starting in late September. So if you want to jump aboard the program, uh, you probably need to do that now uh, for the Jazz training camp and season and all those kind of things. Uh, that is right. So email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. All right. Let me run through some of the fun little other notes. Howell Neto, uh, is playing very well in Brazil for Brazil. He's getting a good deal of time. He had 14 and a loss to Lithuania. I'm so excited for him. He's, He's just the nicest kid. And I spent. A good deal of time last year talking to him on different occasions about what this experience was going to be like. To be playing in the Olympics at home, uh, and he, and to get time he was hoping. I mean, he was really, you know, whether or not he would beat guys out and get time. And he and Bar- Bar- Barbosa was playing off the ball, so he's getting a lot of time. And this has just got to be one of the great life experiences for Raul. I couldn't be more excited for him. Uh, and that's, that's really, that's really cool. Uh, Sabonis was playing well for Lithuania in that game, uh, last night. Uh, Along the way. So uh, worth watching. Dario Sarek looks pretty good. I wonder if Philadelphia is on to something. Uh, You know, Philadelphia might turn out to be uh, pretty darn good by the time they get this thing uh, rolling and older. I mean, heck, you take that many early picks, you should be. Uh, But Dario Sarek looks looks really, really good. Uh, The Gordon Hayward tennis story is just incredible. I told it the other day, but just in case you missed it. So G goes to play at this uh, type 1 diabetes research uh, celebrity tennis tournament to raise money and help. And Gordon's been incredibly involved in the community this summer. He's lived here, stayed here all summer. Uh, he's been at the gym every day, uh, about 8 o'clock every morning. He, he and Robin had Charlotte, their second daughter. Um, and uh, then the other day I he saw Gordon. He was out at the Salt, Salt, South Salt Lake uh fields um, by the way interesting story a tangent here i was talking to the people from south salt lake the rec center guy and the fireman and the policeman just great people it was an incredibly awesome scene of just this uh, the the beauty of what is america um, not to get political, but I feel pretty strongly about this, about what the beauty of our country is and why all of our ancestors came here at some point in time. It's because of the opportunity and the specialness and, and the freedom of, of who we are. And there must have been, there was just a conglomeration of different types of people at this, in, in, in Salt Lake City, Utah, frankly, which is so stereotyped it is just purely lily white. And it obviously, other than Arizona, is the whitest um, non-diverse state in the union, I think. But here it was in South Salt Lake with Gordon Hayward putting on uh, putting in this court that the Jazz put together, and there was just this awesome conglomeration of of young kids, different ethnicities, different dialects, different languages being spoken. And I was talking to the uh, people from South Salt Lake, and uh, and there in the I think it's Woodrow Wilson's Junior High. There, there were twenty seven different languages spoken in the school last year. So a lot of the Sudanese uh, refugees that are there so they're speaking different dialects of their African languages um, or just different African languages and uh twenty seven different languages these kids are incredible by the way the lost the lost uh the lost boys of of Sudan that are living here in Salt Lake uh, and some people really close friends that work with, with these kids a lot. And, uh, what a, what a story, what a life, what a, what an unbelievable, uh, love they have of what they have here with what they've experienced uh, so far. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to share that. It was a really, really cool event. I love our court dedications. That was my favorite one just because of uh, the people that were there, the atmosphere, the joyousness. Uh, it was really cool. And then Gordon just did a wonderful job with all the kids taking a million pictures and having fun. Uh, he was just in a great mood. But so anyway, Gordon goes to this event, and to, for the celebrity event and says, well, wait, you have a real tournament 4.5 and up, which is pretty good tennis. And he's, he says, well, can I enter? Um. And uh he says, and I and I'm like, yeah, I didn't say it. They said, yeah, you can, you can enter. And so Gordon enters this tournament and wins. He wins the whole thing. And from what Andy Larson tweeted out, when I was following Andy, just does such a great job at KSL.com. Uh, he, uh. Absolutely was the ultimate tennis match of just win the last point. I used to play my dad in tennis all the time. He'd beat me every time and he'd always look across the net at the end and goes, You just gotta win the last one. It's all that matters is you win the last one. Um, so pretty pretty uh, pretty cool little story. I think that's actually like the best story of the offseason of any anywhere, of like Gordon entering this tennis tournament and then winning the tennis tournament. All right, that is the edition of Locked on Jazz. Ron Boone on Thursday. Uh, a little jazz history next Tuesday. Spencer Nelson the Thursday after that. A little more jazz history with Frank Layden the Tuesday after that. And then the Thursday after that will be Tony Jones' Salt Lake Tribune. I hope you enjoyed the show. Email me at dlock09 at com with your pins across the world as well as your... Um, if you want to advertise on the program before it sells out, coming up here pretty soon. Love that! All right, thanks so much. Appreciate the five stars and all the nice reviews. And check out the other programs on the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On NBA with Terry Stotts, the head coach of the Blazers. Have a great day. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov and I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday.